The book of Psalms, starting with Psalm 17. This psalm is like David is just having a, a chat with God. <laughs> I mean, he's crying out to God, but he, you can tell he knows him very clearly because he's, he's very comfortable with the judgment of God. He knows he has been judged. He has been um, transformed by God, that God has taken him through many things and that he... Uh, is able to stand before the Lord as one fully known by the Lord, not not hiding uh, any evil in his heart. But then he looks around him and he sees, uh, you know, difficulties on all sides. He sees enemies after him. And so he prays to the Lord that justice is done to these that would come against his anointed. And... Uh, and you know he's he's praying for deliverance from these difficulties, and he's as for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. I will be satisfied with your likeness when I awake. It's in the end, I'm just happy that I'm living my life with you. Happy's too weak of a word. I'm blessed that I live this life with you. And then we'll move on to Psalm 18. Some psalms tell us exactly what was going on, and this is one of them. So we not only know that this is of David, but we know that uh, the Lord has delivered him from his enemies, including Saul. So we know it's that early point of life when uh, he knows he's going to be king, but the the current king, Saul, is trying to kill him, and uh, that's pretty scary. And And so God has delivered him one of the multiple times, we don't know exactly which ones, but uh, God has delivered him from Saul. And so he's once again come close to the reality that God is protecting him. And if this is one of the two times when he had the chance to kill Saul, but knew that that wasn't honoring the way of the Lord and waiting on the Lord, then he's, you know, he's really... Um, he, he's he's just really feeling the closeness of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, and that um, all His promises are there, and and the greater things that God has promised are still coming, and He can wait on the Lord and be content because the Lord is with Him, and He has protected Him from from any significant danger. Although He is in danger and He is in difficulty that all this is from the Lord, and He is with him through it all. And that's what the first three verses are about, that the Lord is his rock, his fortress, his strength, his refuge, uh, salvation. He, he knows that, you know, he can't, see the, he can't see God any more than we can see God, but he just knows through this living this life with him, that he is there and he is protecting him and blessing him, even though he's surrounded by enemies. The cords of death encompass me. Um, ungodliness terrifies me. So he's got all of these things he can see with his natural senses. He, I mean, he's just a wonderful picture of, of the dichotomy of living a natural life and a spiritual life at the same time. He sees tremendous danger and difficulty all around him, and yet he knows through faith that the Lord is with him, the Lord is making his way, and that's the true life, that's the more important life, not what he sees or touches, 
but what he's living through faith. He spends many verses here just basically talking about the greatness of God, how mighty he is. And then he kind of transitions into the fact that you know, David is his. He's, he's blessed in the Lord. The Lord has judged him and, and found him uh, worthy of, of this life together. And so he is with the Lord. The Lord is with him. And then he, he, David's aware of the fact that God's come to, to save people, to lift people up. And David understands he's nothing without the Lord, that it's the Lord that lifts him up. It's the Lord that leads his way, that trains him for battle, that gives him strength. So he's not overcome with pride at what he's accomplished. He realizes that everything has been from the Lord. So David's giving thanks because blessed is the way of the Lord. He's he's grateful for his life, for God leading it and guiding it. And remember, he's been through, you know, he's writing this on top of the mountain. He's he's king of not only his kingdom, but all the kingdoms around him. But he knows everything comes from the Lord and the Lord judges all high and low. And then we move on to Psalm 19. This is such a sweet psalm and just worshiping God and the way of the Lord. The heavens are telling of the glory of God and their expanses declaring the work of his hands. Day to day pours forth speech and night to night reveals knowledge. He's just, he's talking about this hidden life that he's discovered. This uh, heavenly kingdom reality that the way of the Lord is abundant and available and it, it it is true life, and he's just marveling in in this reality that has become available to him and become something that he he knows. Remember, uh, at one point, David um, cries out, "Lord, why have you you know where where is your spirit gone? What's going on?" Um, it's so evident to him his walk with the Lord that. Uh, that he's, he's just rejoicing in it. He sees the law of the Lord is perfect in restoring the soul. So rather than see that the religious heart would have the man see the law of God as a tedious thing that we have to do to um, live according to God's way. But David is, because, you know, he's living under the law of Moses. But this is true... It, the law of Moses, Jesus came to uh, reveal it uh, and to embody it, not to get rid of it. So um, there is a law, there is a way of God. And that does mean that in, we're restricted from the ways of the world. And so we can look at that as restriction and then it's a law of death. But that's not how David's seen it, and it's not how we should see it. He's seen it as perfect and as restoring his soul. Um, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So the simple life brings wisdom. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. So bringing joy, this way of God. Uh, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So it's giving vision to see, to actually see what's really happening around. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. So 
by living in fear of God, that he is mighty, he is sovereign, he is all-powerful, all-consuming, that when we live in this reality, that life is clean. It's not, uh, we're not pulled into the muck of everything going around us, and, and, uh, and this life endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. So he is fully accepting of whatever judgment from God comes, knowing that it is good and right and being full of peace with that, not not trying to buck against the judgment of God when he might not understand it, but knowing that it is right and good. And then all these things, this life of God, is more desirable than gold, more than much fine gold. So all the wealth in the world is nothing compared to the wealth of a life with God. And it's also sweeter than honey. So I think gold can, uh, gold, gold, you know, gold or wealth. Um, in that time, they were synonymous today. Um, we might not think about gold as much, but it's, um, but wealth, people certainly strive after wealth. And uh, I think it's almost like a, uh, there's almost a spiritual quality to it because it's this essence, it's this thing that will get you other things that you want. And so there's a striving. Whereas honey, that is an immediate uh, carnal reaction to, you know, sweetness. And either way, this life of God is more desirable than any of these things. Anything that tantalizes the the body or the soul, um, they pale in comparison to this life of God. Living according to His law. And in keeping His law, there's great reward. And, and, and the reward is more of Him and so more of this greatness. More of this sweetness, more of this desirableness, uh, more, you know, more of this life of God, life with God. And, and of course, there's also eternal reward. Um, there, there's a higher place in eternity. But uh, but the rewards are in this life. Uh, I certainly don't sit around thinking about eternity because the promises of God for this life are mighty. And, and he's moving so powerfully in our day. Uh, I think it's kind of silly to even worry about forever when we we really our eternal lives are starting right now, and uh, and then he he he's you know he's worshiping God and then he stops and says, Lord, I, I'm afraid I might have hidden faults. Maybe I've got sin in my heart in my life that I'm not aware of. Make these things known to me that I can get rid of them. And uh, please stop me from making any presumptuous sins. If I presume I'm walking in the way of the Lord, but I do something wrong without really thinking about it, because I'm, I'm just walking along too uh, haughtily, um, stop me from doing these things. I want to live a blameless life. Let these things not rule over me. And then, Lord, let, let these words in my mouth, the meditations of my heart, be acceptable in your sight. So he's saying not only what he speaks out, but his inner voice, his inner 
thoughts and feelings, let these be acceptable. Let him live a life outwardly and inwardly that is acceptable to the Lord and according to his way. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And then we're on to Psalm 20. So this one has a different voice. This one is a a kingly prayer over his people. I don't know if he's speaking to a large group of his people in general, or if he's sending a group of his people on a mission. Could be an army going to battle, could be uh, emissaries going to speak to another king on some mission. You know, who, uh, who knows? We don't know. But this is David as king praying a, a kingly prayer over his people. And so, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the need, excuse me, may the name of the God of Jacob set you securely on high. May he send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. May he remember all your meal offerings and may and find your burnt offering acceptable. So he's saying that, um, you know, may you find your place in God. And even when troubles come, that the Lord answer you and, and make a way for you. That your support will be from Zion, God's holy mountain. And that he remember you. That when you're in difficult times, the the past life of, of sacrificing yourself unto the Lord will be memorable to the Lord. And he will bring you through. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your counsel. So everything that's in your heart that is in line with with God's purpose. May he bring this about in your life. We will sing for joy over your victory. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. So he's looking ahead and, and seeing victory and praying victory over your enemies. That... As you overcome, the banner of the Lord will be raised up and and God will fulfill your prayers to him. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. And so David says he knows when, when God has set someone apart, he is going to save them from the day of trouble. He will answer. He will bring all his might and power and sovereignty uh, to bear for his anointed one. Remember, this anointed, it's the same word as Christ or, or Messiah. But it, it's not, not just speaking of Jesus here, but of all those living out the life of a son of God. Living out uh, his purposes. Living for him. And his, the strength of his right hand is there for his people. Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. So it's not the outward things that are our strength, but it is the life of God, the purpose of God that we have submitted ourselves to that is a much mightier strength. And it is what we boast in. And that alone is what we boast in. 
They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. So those that depend on mighty armies fail. Mighty, mighty armies fail all the time. They, every single one of them throughout history, you give it long enough, it fails. Um, but we have risen and stood upright. We stand in the Lord and his power is ever increasing. Save, O Lord, may the King answer us in the day we call. So we depend on the Lord Almighty and we believe he will answer us when we call as we need and as his purposes are unveiled. Well, bless the Lord. Bless you listening and have a wonderful day.